This message comes from 10 Things That Scare Me sponsor, BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in the day, how would you use it? BetterHelp Online Therapy can help you figure out what's most important to you so you can prioritize it. Learn to make time for what makes you happy. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Visit BetterHelp.com slash 10 things today to get 10% off your first month. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, it's Latif from Radio Lab. Our goal with each episode is to make you think, how did I live this long and not know that? Radio Lab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Listen wherever you get podcasts. One, when I was in junior high, I read the book 1984, and it freaked me out that, one, someone would think to use your own fears against you, and two, that they could read your mind. So a smart person would keep their fears to themselves. Two, living a fear-based life I'm not like a, what's the word? What do you call people who are always like a positive poly? Yes, I've got things to worry about. I've got difficult things in my life, but I just don't want to, I'm not going to create a fake, you know, terrible place to be when I don't have to be at this point in my life. And if I get to live to an old age and I end up in the nursing home, I know I always think, you know, who's going to want to visit me? I, I'll probably spend a lot of time alone when I'm older. And I want to have a mind that's full of, of things I can revisit. If, if what I have to explore and revisit in my old age is fear, oh, what a shitty way to go out. Three. I remember in elementary school, we're on a field trip and we're taking a hike and a kid like threw a spider at me. And it really scared me, and I fell down this little rocky hill. And it occurred to me at that time that when you're afraid, you don't control your body. I didn't want to fall down that hill. I didn't want to get hurt, but I was so scared. I think sometimes people think it's funny to scare people. Four, closing my eyes in a shower because I'm worried when I open them, there's going to be a ghoulish figure on the other side of the curtain. But I just think, you know, you're so vulnerable when you're in water. One, in the shower, most people don't have any clothes on. So you're just like, you couldn't fight anything off, especially if you had soap in your eyes. So best case is to keep your eyes open. Five. Fear of reading a newspaper without gloves on. What I, I don't like is the feeling of newsprint and that the ink comes off on your fingers when you're reading it. And so I have to be able to wash my hands. So if I'm in a place where I can't wash my hands to get that feeling off, then I need to have gloves on. So for example, on an airplane, 
I, I would never read a newspaper because there's a chance there could be turbulence or whatever and I can't go wash my hands or I'd have to ask the person next to me to get up and it's too much of a rigmarole. So I can put on these gloves. Um, they're actually photographers use them for touching prints. They're just these white cotton gloves. So if I have those on, it's fine because I don't care how dirty those get. It doesn't happen with magazines or books. It's just newspaper. Six. When my phone rings, every time it rings, I get a bodily reaction of nervousness like, oh, shh, what is going to, you know, who is that? What do they want? Do I have to pick it up? Um, it's hard for me to talk to someone when I can't see them. I find that there's always awkward pauses. I don't like if I can't hear someone clearly and I have to ask them to repeat themselves. Um, so I just find it, I find it very tense. But I don't have that. If it's my mom, it's fine. Seven. So I have an extremely close relationship with my parents. Um, I call my mom every day to check in with her, and it's just a really uh, nice ritual to have. And when that's gone, even though you know I'm I'm 55, I'm not a kid. I'll I'll be in you know I'll be. Is it right to say an orphan? I, I will no longer have parents, and um, that, that's. I feel a little embarrassed admitting that at my age, but I don't know what that will be like. Eight. Learning to live with the pain that comes from losing somebody. I know it's inevitable. And what does it mean that someone can be so important in your life and you can be fearful of losing them um, but then you'll, you'll go on. And what does that mean about the love and connection that was so important to you at one point? Nine. Fear of someone I love being the victim of a violent crime. If that happens, will I still be able to do the work that I do in prisons? And... And what if that happening makes me so angry and I don't know how to, to, to deal with someone as they are now, not as they were before or how they'll be in the future? And so who would I be then? Ten, putting my hand in a dark place like a hole in the wall or the floor. My name is Nigel Poor, and these are 10 Things That Scare Me. Nigel Poor is a visual artist and lives in California. She's the co-host and co-producer of the podcast Ear Hustle with Erlon Woods. She met Erlon while volunteering in San Quentin and says he was the quietest guy in the room. Here's Erlon's episode. Number one. I think I was like, probably like eight years old when it came to me that one day I have to die. I used to sit there and ask God, like, why am I living if I gotta die? And... 
I think at that age, I was questioning God. I was questioning everything. And I think my mother told me she loved, I don't know if it was then, but I know she remember she told me she loved Jesus more than she loved me. And I'm like, you love Jesus more than you love me. I'm real. We don't know if that was real. You know, that's the story. We don't know if that was true. That could be a story. You in love with a story more than you love me. Number two. Tight wool sweater with syrup inside of it. Number three. 35 millimeter negatives. When I was a kid, I had this dream. This dream, I was the only one that was in color. Everybody else was a negative. My mother, she had an afro, like one of those Angela Davis afros back in the day. And her whole afro was like this see-through thing. Her eyes were see-through. Everything about her was see-through. Everything about everybody else was see-through. And I was the only person that was an actual picture that was in color. So they were all, whether they was being friendly or not, they were coming at me and, oh, man. Number four. Being pulled over by the police on a dark street scares the shit out of me. The night I was arrested, um, I was shot by the police. We were about to carjack this dude. And everything we was about to do, we didn't do. We left. We jumped back in the car and left. And we got maybe about a good mile or two away. And we got pulled over. And when we pulled over, the guy that was driving crashed. So now it's time to get out and run. So we, when we, as soon as we exited the vehicle to run, uh, the Manhattan Beach Police Department fired 41 shots at us. I was shot in the chest. My friend Furman Little, he was shot five times in the back, and he died about an hour later. Number five, active shooter in a prison gun tower. Number six, the California three strike law. Um, I feel the law itself needs to be repealed. Number seven, Drowning doing prison transport. So you're handcuffed to your waist, your ankles are shackled, and you're in the back of this van. Inside the vans in the back is a cage. I always describe it as it's a tuna can inside of a tuna can. And you're saying to yourself, like, damn. If this van crash and fall into the water, this officer is not going to rescue me. 
and then being this van being so heavy, it's just going to float to the bottom. Houdini couldn't get out of this. Number eight, being stabbed or killed in prison. I did a total of 27 years altogether, so I've seen a lot of people die in prison, you know, and um, I just never wanted that to be the end of my story. Number nine, falling in the alligator's pit. I used to watch Faces of Death, and we, used to, me and my partners, we used to always just talk about certain things in and, and Faces of Death, and this made me some shit I shouldn't have been watching. One was a guy was parachuting, and the wind started blowing. And it blew him into the middle of an alligator's pit. Oh, they, they, they tore that dude up. Number 10, you get out of prison and you're oblivious to a lot of stuff that's going on out here. I had went down to L.A. when I first got out and I talked to one of my partners and um, he was he was he always he always been talking about hooking me up with this rapper, Nipsey Hussle, which he tried to do when I was in prison. A week later, it stunned me that I heard he was killed. So that was like the first time I really paid attention that it's real out here still. Remind me, I've been gone 21 years, you know, so just getting out and hearing that was kind of, damn, it's real out here. My name is Erline Woods, and these are 10 things that scare me. Woods is co-host and co-creator of the Ear Hustle podcast. The 10 Things team includes Amy Pearl, Daniel Guimet, Odelia Rubin, Sarah Sandback, Emily Botine, and Paula Schumann. Music and sound design by Isaac Jones. You know what scares me? That they're going to stop making pens and one day I'm going to ask someone, can I borrow a pen? And they're not going to have one, and I'm never going to be able to write anything down again. I'm just like type it into my phone with my fat fingers. What are you scared of? Tell us at 10thingspodcast.org. Oh, well, for a, <laughs> a long time, my mom and all the, the women in my family were afraid of mayonnaise.